Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Players Podcast, brought to you by the Players Help Center. I'm your host, Bob Vachon, and I'm definitely not an expert. But today I'm joined by someone who absolutely is one. On today's episode, we're starting to get in the mindset of snow. I'm joined by repeat guest and podcast MVP, Derek Zimney. Derek and I will be discussing the importance of keeping your air intakes free from snow during a ride and other maintenance tips to ensure your sled is only taking in that clean, cold air. Let's listen in. Hi, Derek. Thanks again for joining us today. This isn't your first time on the podcast, so I appreciate you coming back for more. For any listeners out there who may have missed an episode that you were a guest of, would you mind giving us a quick introduction of yourself? Yeah, so I've been at Players for 11 years now. Um, Currently, or I should say most recently, I have been a program lead in the powertrain division uh, working on snowmobile engines. So our newest model release, the the RMK Boost, um, that engine package I've been working on for the past several years. Now I'm actually transitioning into doing advanced technology for all the powertrains, so also supporting our ORV and motorcycle divisions. So that's what I've been up to. Um, and I think we're here to talk about snowmobiles today. Yes, sir. So very relevant to your previous experience, especially with the boost machine. And I know I had to scrape some ice off my windshield this morning. So definitely getting in the mindset that snow season is soon to be upon us. Um, would you say you're a big snow rider or is this just a, a job for you? <laughs> no, I uh, I got into it to, to ride snowmobiles. Um, it's nice to get paid to do it, but <laughs> there's also a lot of hard work that goes into it as well. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything you're looking forward to in particular this coming season? Any trips or any machines you're looking oh, to get on? Yep, I uh, I got my boost on order. Um, waiting for that awesome. to show up, and we try and do a week or two every winter out west. So I'm waiting for waiting for that to approach here. And uh, I had frost on my windshield this morning too, so getting the itch. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's awesome. I think. I think you and many of us are very excited for this boost machine. A lot of anticipation players finally getting into the turbo sled. So I'm sure that will be an absolute blast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, as we're trying to get it, get our heads wrapped around that dirt season's over and snow is upon us, um, we wanted to look at it, a topic that we kind of covered for our off-road vehicles, which was dirt and water ingestion, how it can affect our machines, what to do if, if we do suck in too much dirt or water out on a trail ride bring this topic over to snow uh, based off your experience can you give us kind of a background is this a huge issue with snow is it something that i need to be looking out for every ride or how can snow or melted water ice affect my machine when i'm out for a ride yeah so on the snowmobile primarily um, what we would be concerned with is is snow ingestion uh, our intake system basically draws air uh, from the rear of the console, uh, a vent on either side, basically straddling the fuel tank. And and that's really all you need to look out for. Um, as far as snow ingestion is concerned, we're just looking to make sure those vents are, are clear and um, allowing clean air to pass, just making sure that the screens aren't ripped on them. They are pretty durable, but from time to time, person might encounter a tree or you know bang a knee into it or something so just a quick look before you go out for your ride is really all that's needed seems pretty durable now you mentioned run up into a tree those vents i know it's probably pretty pretty important that they stay intact are there any other concerns regarding them can they 
freeze up? Can you removing the ice from those vents cause it to tear? You know, what what should I be looking out for? How cautious should I be around those vents? Yeah, they're they're pretty durable. Um, any kind of snow or ice that you might encounter really is just a, a, a brush of the hand to to remove for the most part. Um, in being that they're flexible too, you know, you can apply a little bit of pressure and that kind of helps the ice break up and, and release from the screen. You know, our primary concern really is those really dry powdery over the hood snow days that everyone loves. Um, Mm -hmm. that, that vent is drawing a lot of air, especially on days like that, where you're using the sled to its full capability, right? You're running wide open throttle, drawing a lot of air through that vent. And consequently, there's probably some some snow that's getting um, pulled and basically sucked to that vent. And um, sometimes you might have to just brush it off. So not really a big deal, but something to be aware of. Gotcha. So it seems pretty uncommon, but are there any one particular group of riders who would be at most risk of this to happen? Is it your casual trail rider over here in the Midwest? Is it your deep mountain rider or is it everyone in between? Um, for the most part, it's it's isolated to the, the mountain riders. You can certainly see it in trail riding, um, especially if you've gotten fresh snow, if you're if you're first one out on the trail and and that snow is not packed down and it's kind of swirling around you as you as you're driving yeah absolutely you can still be exposed to that as a trail rider but primarily it's those big uh big snow days out in the mountains that that would probably make you most susceptible to experiencing this and really all that you're going to experience is is the engine is going to fail to build rpm right it's not going to be revving up and responsive as as it normally would and uh, we can kind of liken this to going out and and maybe go try and run a mile but you're only allowed to breathe through a straw or maybe like a a little scuba diving snorkel um that you're only going to be able to go so fast and and it's the same restriction that we're putting on the engine it just can't get enough air and so instead of running at 8200 rpm it might only run at 7000 so if you encounter that just Take a quick look at your vents, brush them off, and that's really all that's needed. Sure. So it seems like a pretty quick fix. Now, let's say perfect storm of things happen, happen to run into a tree or knocked my vent with my knee. I didn't notice that I, I, I tore the vent and I start having runnability issues a couple miles down the road. What should I look for in that scenario? And can I remedy that just out on the trail? Yeah. So if you, if you break the vent, um, obviously we don't want the engine ingesting any kind of debris unlike a car uh even our orv products there is not a pleated air filter that really filters out your your line of defense is the screen and then there's some some mesh um that air travels quite a long path it goes through an upper plenum and then through an air box there is opportunity for that debris to essentially you know fall out and get trapped somewhere else in the intake system but um, as far as trail side repairs if if you encounter that issue you can always slap a piece of duct tape over that one vent and and rely on the other one um, just to get you back and then you know it would be a good idea just to check the rest of the intake system make sure there is no debris when you repair it right because if there's something trapped in the airbox you'd you'd want to get that out of there before you go out riding again 
Right. Yeah, that definitely doesn't lead to anything good down the road. <laughs> no. <laughs> so drawing back on your experience with the, the new boost model, being that there's turbo on this machine now versus our previous machines, the intake system, we can assume has changed up on this one. Is there anything different that, you know, as far as the intake path that we need to be concerned about on these machines, especially for, say, those deep mountain rides? No, it's uh, it's very much the same concept. Obviously, with the boost models, um, we are moving into the new chassis. So we do have a much larger screen area available, too. So um, okay. that extra surface area should help as well. But it's kind of the same general idea. You, you want to be making sure that they're not uh, obstructed with snow. But, yeah, we, as far as the boost models are concerned, the intake stream is the same with the exception of now there's a turbo in between there to <laughs> to compress the air charge. But the air comes in through the screens. It goes into an upper plenum, which is then fed into the compressor side of the turbo. It gets compressed, and it goes into a boost box now um, instead of the air box. So very much the same um, basic intake track that we have on our naturally aspirated models, you know, with the exception of the turbo. But, yep, same rules apply. You know, if if you do break one of those intake screens on the, in the field, you know, you're just going to want to make sure that none of that debris gets into the intake system and that you get it repaired um, as soon as you can. Right. So throwing out a big hypothetical for you here. Now that we have that turbo under the hood, creating a lot more heat, should I see possibly more snow melting, getting attracted, possibly more freezing around those intakes? I know the turbo is kind of in a different location, but is that any possibility of happening when I'm out, you know, getting my machine totally buried in snow? <laughs> no, the the turbos, um, we have a lot of, I guess, thermal management designed into into that system. Most of that heat is is exiting on um, what would be the right hand side of the sled as you're sitting on it and, and really shouldn't have any impact on the intake system. Um, the primary difference between that and a naturally aspirated model is with the turbocharger, you do have the ability to move a lot more air through that intake system. So mm -hmm. if you're in one of those extremely dry snow powdery days, you could see those, those vents, um, I guess, covering over with snow a lot quicker than maybe someone that's riding a naturally aspirated sled. Okay. Good, good to know. Good to know. I guess last thing done with a ride. Is there anything that I should be checking for on my machine to make sure that, you know, I haven't potentially damaged anything. Just give us a kind of some pre-ride and post-ride inspection tips to make sure we're running as good as we can. Oh boy. I, well, I have to tell you, look at your owner's manual that, <laughs> that outlines everything <laughs> in, in detail, it, you know, on the, just like automotive, the snowmobile market has started moving more towards, um, really just putting gas in and go you know we have our typical grease points still on the vehicles um, you just want to look make sure it, nothing looks out of line you know do the skis look lined up look at the track does the track are all the lugs still present on the track um, we do have a new clutch system on this vehicle so there's no longer a need to uh, check or adjust belt deflection it's automatically um, accounted for with the clutch um, 
this vehicle you don't have to change weights going from low elevation to high elevation so um, lots of new stuff on the boost models really to actually cut down on that pre-ride and post-ride inspection and and allow you to spend a lot more time on the snow very cool something that we can all definitely appreciate as riders <laughs> yep <laughs> Awesome, Derek. I thank you for your time here. You gave us a lot of good tips and information. Any last remarks before we let you go? Nope. I'm looking forward to the snow season, and and uh, I guess we'll see you at the top of the hill. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us, Derek. Yep, no problem. Thanks for having me. Big shout out to Derek for joining us today, and thank you to all of you out there for downloading, listening, and subscribing. We'd like to extend a special welcome to any first-time listeners out there. Thanks for finding us. If you're new, make sure to browse our archives for more tips on snowmobile ownership. Check the description of this episode for some helpful links, including those to the Player Snowmobiles Help Center and Player Snowmobiles YouTube channel. Also, look out for the Contact Us link. If you have a question or idea for a future episode, we'd love to hear from you. Then stay tuned for future episodes. And until next time, this has been the Polaris Podcast. Oh, hey, riders. It's Bob here again. I just wanted to drop in to remind you all that the Polaris Help Center is your one-stop shop for vehicle information, maintenance tips, and how-to videos. All you need to do is look for the help button in the upper right-hand corner of any Polaris brand website. And remember, all riders should always wear helmets, eye protection, protective clothing, and footwear. Make sure you read, understand, and follow your owner's manual. Never, ever ride under the influence of drugs or alcohol, and always ride within the limits of your own abilities. Never engage in stunt or exhibition driving, and we'll be all good to go. All right, see you later.